This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. Over. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. And once again, thank you, Professor Graham Medley, as well as Gerald, who are now listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI, the quarantine edition, for this uh, Tuesday, uh, May 19th of 20. From the Radio TFI Northern Command Studio, I am John Shannon. And from Queens, New York City, in the executive tower of Radio TFI, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Once again, good evening, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. Gerald! That pesky little... Good evening, kids and kittens. Go, Gerald, go. Go go seat in your booth. Please, please. Go bug Gilchrist. What, what, yeah, go go sit in the corner with, with Gilchrist. Ta-ta for now. Yeah, 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 go right ahead. Anyway, good evening, kids and kittens. I trust you're all having a good, pleasant day. Things went well, you're feeling fine, and, and just doing okie-dokie fine 10-4. Mr. Shannon, how be us to you tonight? Well, I haven't had to take any hydrochloroquine. Well, there you go. I mean, it's uh... with 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 a with a zinc tablet uh, kicker there. You know, that's just like uh, oh, what is that shot? Or, or what? Is, oh, it's it's a Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary shot of yeah, shot of beer on the side. Well. Oh, you're talking about a boilermaker. A boilermaker. Boilermaker. Yeah, I think. No, that's something else. Boilermaker is a beer and a shot. Beer and a shot, yes. But I'm talking about a Bloody Mary that they always have, uh, they always seem to have a little glass of beer to go along with it. I've never seen that. Maybe it's a Midwest thing. Could be. Could be. I don't know which bars that you're... uh, you're hanging out in, but you know who's who's to say? Who's to say? The divier, the better. Hey, to each their own. That's what that's what I say. Oh. And uh, I, I used to hang out in some serious dive bars when I was oh quite a bit younger. Ooh, oh, baby, I, I have found myself, and you know, you're in a real dive when they have a morning happy hour. 
Mm-hmm. I've been in those bars. I honest to God, I've been in bars like that at seven in the morning. <laughs> you ever had a red eye, by the way? Uh, I've had I've had bloodshot eyes to where my my eye my eyes look like uh, maps of Kansas City, but <laughs> road maps of Kansas City. <laughs> no red eye. Uh, red eye is a beer with uh, with uh, tomato juice poured into it. Oh, oh no. Uh huh. No 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 no. That that is in the eggs and ketchup category. No, no, no. That is that is a mayo on burger cat. No, 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 no. That's uh no. That's see th- this is why we call where you live flyover country because you're animals, you're beasts. There in the no, middle. That's the that's the state to the uh, east of us. There, thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You're talking about it. You're in Minnesota. <laughs> All I can Not, all I can say is is that when uh, when somebody mentions uh, cut the cheese around here, that means that somebody should just get another Wisconsinite out of the uh, out of the state. They're fine people. What's left of them, or what will be left of them? <laughs> I'm beginning to wonder. Beginning to wonder. No, I, I think I, I think I think their people aren't half bad. But their politics there, their politicians there. I just. Oh, what what was his name that was from there? Was was Ryan? Ryan was from there, right? Paul Ryan. Yeah, Paul Ryan. And uh, who was their governor at one point? He was another uh, young guy. Scott, Scott something Walker. or other. Scott, Scott Walker. Wa- was it Scott Walker? Scott Walker. Okay, there you go. There you go. That's uh, that's all you need to know. You know, there was was a piece of audio that was put out. Oh, God, this had to have been almost 10 years ago. Where Scott Walker was tricked into thinking he was talking to one of the Koch brothers. Okay. They say, yeah, what they had to do to this, that, and the other thing. And, yeah, he he went right along with it and... uh, Ooh, he got hung out to dry with that one. I forget uh, what radio station or who it was that did that, but <laughs> it was damn funny to listen to. That's all I know. Well, it uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. That's all I can say. And by the way, uh, you mentioned it before we went on the air. If uh, the uh, the promo we put out tonight, we had a very, very good, very clever cartoon, and uh, I didn't properly credit them. Uh, it's at Puff Domino on the Twitter. At least that's who put it out. I don't know if that's who. Come to think of it, uh, Adam. I, the he's from the Buffalo News. Adam, I can't pronounce his last name. Uh, Adam Zygus, Z Y G U S. So yeah, from the from the Buffalo News. Very very clever editorial cartoon. It's. Uh, Look for it. It's on Twitter. It's it's uh, check our account, uh, uh, and it's all there. It's all there. Uh, I I came across a video today. That Apparently, got messy, I'll bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna let that go. We're just gonna let it go. Hi. So I discovered a video today. Through uh, 
Thank you. Thank you very much. There's this uh, woman out in Palos Verdes, California. I guess this happened almost a week ago. She went into a Trader Joe's supermarket. And she didn't want to wear a mask. She wore one to get in, but then she took it off. And they repeatedly asked, you know, look, these are these are the policies. And she did 20 minutes on the video of uh, on creating havoc for the store employees. By the way, she was there with somebody who was wearing a mask. But she kept going on to people about, oh, you're sheeple. Oh, you're just following, you know. Uh, you're losing all your rights by wearing that mask. Yet her pal is wearing a mask through the whole thing. And uh, it goes on for 20 some odd minutes. Let me uh, let me see if I can get her name here. Uh, I had it here. I had it. Gosh darn it. I just had it right in front of me. Uh, I'd, have been, I'd have been one of those sheeple. I'd have told her, okay, right. whatever. Genevieve but Peters. In the me- Genevieve Peters. Now, oh, okay. Now, it turned out she then, uh, in the past couple days, she wound up, she had symptoms. Okay. Looked like she might be getting the COVID 19. Turns out she didn't. You know, she's a hardcore Trump supporter. And uh, uh, you'd have to watch the video to really get get the uh the gist of it she uh she posted a video on facebook of her taking all of her vitamin c all this over-the-counter stuff and now she she says oh well i don't have it now she she had a sore throat she had some of the symptoms could have been she could have had it but and as the people in the grocery store said to her you know you could pass this along to somebody else you could be asymptomatic I'm a very healthy person. You blah blah blah. You know, just just another just another trumper. But I bring all this up. I bring all this up because uh I tweeted when she tweeted about her being better, quote unquote, her health update, I sent a tweet that said two words unbridled stupidity i'm so proud of you i thought you might I just be. saw that I, I just i saw that just as we were going here I, I just sent it to you so you could see it but yes unbridled stupidity and this boy oh boy you, you gotta you gotta jet uh, Gen- genevieve peters uh i'm telling you that video's out there she was at a trader joe's out in uh uh out in california Paulo's Verde's okay. pop, uh, something like that. And it's just 20 minutes of you just wanting to punch her in the neck. Just be, just look, you don't want to wear a mask, blah, blah, blah. Don't wear a mask, but you cannot. The store has this policy right now. You were told of the policy before you entered the store, you know, and, and, I just don't understand this. These people are going to these businesses knowing full well that they're going to create a a problem. They're going there to prove a point. I don't know what the point is. None of us want to be wearing masks. Like I said 
I don't know if I said this to you on or I said it off the air. As I've read on multiple places on social media through this whole thing, if you don't like the mask, you're going to hate the ventilator. Yeah. And oh, rem- you're absolutely right. And remember, the mask is not to uh, protect you. It's for you protecting other people. I was telling John before we came on, I, I met one of my neighbors and we were chatting, a pleasant young lady, and, you know, we got to chit-chatting. We we had, there's there's a fence that divides, separates the front doors of our, our little buildings here. and Not a high fence, but uh, we were walking in at the same time. Uh, and so we got to chit-chatting and she says, you know, she was going on about the mess. She says, Oh, it's uncomfortable, and you know, and now that it's getting warm, I just, you know, uh, do you think it's, you know, it looks like it might be okay to not wear the mask in the street? I said, look, I can't say, because look, people are still spitting in the street; they're sneezing and whatnot. All the you, this thing's got to do is get picked up by the breeze, because it can enter through your eyes now, or it always has. I said, and that's I threw that line out at her. I said, if you hate the mask, you, you know, you're gonna love the ventilator. You know, and she, she, you know, she laughed and she said, yeah, I, she, I said, look, we're all uncomfortable. We're all, you know, it's, you know, none of this is, is, is what we want to be doing, you know, and, uh, hopefully she'll, she'll, you know, but she was cool with, with wearing a mask in, in stores and whatnot. She says, oh no, no, I won't go into a store with that. You know, that's good. Look, you do what you got to do for you. I'm, you know, I, I don't want to wear the mask. And today was pleasant here. I was out walking and you're starting to feel it starting to, you know, in the warm weather, it's going to be a real bear. It's going to be a real bear. But again, if there's a breeze blowing, I can't take the chance. Oh, you're absolutely right. So remember I was telling you about, uh, our buddy there, the one that was stupider, the Jupiter. Yes. Uh, well, anyways, his Wait, wife. Re- refresh my my memory again. What was that about? Oh, this is the the guy uh, Brian Hitchens, the rideshare uh, driver from Jupiter, who uh, downplayed the seriousness oh. of the coronavirus. Yes. Okay. Well, I had I said yesterday that him and his wife were in the hospital. And while he seems to be doing okay, she is in critical condition. Well, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. And I just wanted to pass that along because, you know, look, again, while... while the, We're not rooting while, for these people to get sick. No, no, People are being not. idiots out there, but I'm still not rooting for them to get sick. I mean, that's just... Go while ahead, they are basking... While they are basking in unbridled stupidity, or he is... I, uh, I mean, he basically drug her into his muck and mire, you know. So yeah, well, that's one of the things. If you watch this video of this uh, Genevieve Peters, uh, one of the things she keeps going on about while she's in the supermarket as they're just trying to get her to leave. Well, ninety-nine percent of the people don't die. It's only a one percent mortality rate. Great. I don't want to be part of that one percent. No. I'm I'm not taking the chance. You know, it's it's selfish. It's it, it's 
Uh, if if Donald Trump is not in handcuffs when all this is over on January 21st, then uh, I don't... Oh, by the way, did you see? Uh, they're not going to do the official unveiling of the uh, of President Obama's portrait. 40-year tradition. Mm-hmm. 40-year tradition they've been doing that. Apparently Obama you know said he wouldn't, he wouldn't go anyway, so... Exactly. He'll he'll wait. He'll wait it out. Yeah. He's it'll, only it'll he's so a, much he's only got six months. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But Trump kinda now unless I missed something big here, Trump pretty much kept his mouth shut today. I didn't Oh no, 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 no. Oh you have oh, oh no 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 no. Now you're gonna make me pull something up. I haven't pulled audio, but uh, oh, here. wait a minute here. Here, hold wait on. Wait a minute here. Uh, I don't know what you're trying to do, but if you're playing something, it's not coming across. No, no, no. I'm not trying to play anything. Oh, he oh. did have a he he did have a hissy fit when uh, Nancy Pelosi made comments about oh, his weight. Yeah. Oh, when I mean, hold on. I got I got. Uh, Speaking to a female reporter, uh, what's her name from uh, CBS? Here, get a load of this. That's the plan to get 36 million unemployed Americans back to work. You're overseeing historic economic despair. What's oh, I think I think we've announced a plan. We're opening up our country. Just a rude person you are. We're opening up our country. Uh, we're opening it up very fast. Uh, the plan is that each state is opening, and it's opening up. Uh, very effectively, and uh, you, when you see the numbers, I think uh, even you will be impressed, which is pretty hard to impress you. Yeah, go ahead, please. Go ahead. It's enough for you. He is such a dick. I I don't understand. What, you know, no, trying to make sense of what he says is is ridiculous. Uh, but now, what's even more interesting? We've actually got somebody on Fox. Uh, oh, I can't think of it. Neil Neil Cavuto. Get a load of this one. He actually he'll he'll be fired from Fox soon for this. On patients there and those who took it in a vulnerable population, including those with respiratory or other conditions, they died. I want to stress again, they died. If you are in a risky population here and you are taking this as a preventative uh, treatment to ward off the virus, or in a worst case scenario, you are dealing with the virus and you are in this vulnerable population, it will kill you. I cannot stress enough. This will kill you. So again, whatever benefits the president says this has, and, and certainly it has had for those suffering from malaria, dealing with lupus, this is a, a leap that, that should not be taken casually by those watching at home or assuming, well, the president of the United States says it's okay. Uh, even Now, he's right. It is a very effective drug for other things, for lupus, for malaria, for... And these people are having trouble getting their hands on it, the people that need it, and who it's been prescribed to, because knuckleheads... He's got a knucklehead here. Has got everybody running out buying it up. And by the way, he well, I think he said today he's been taking it for a week. I don't think who can believe anything he says anymore. I I, I mean, well, his base does, 
Now, meanwhile, on the same station, Fox, uh, you've got Laura Ingram is telling people, oh, take it, take it, take it. You first, bitch. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> That's, uh... Well, of course, now we, we lost another inspector general on Friday. Uh, a State Department, Mike Pompeo, was using a State Department employee to do personal errands, uh, including allegedly uh, doing the dishes, walking the dog, you know, taking the wife, uh, Mrs. Pompeo places. Now, uh, let's let's swing back all the way back to the 1940s and listen to Trump's response to that. Now I have you uh, telling me about dog walking, washing dishes. And you know what? I'd rather have him on the phone with some world leader than have him wash dishes because maybe his wife isn't there or his kids are there. You know, what are you telling me? It's terrible. It's so stupid. You know how stupid that sounds to the world? Unbelievable. Okay. Yeah. Well, clearly he doesn't know how stupid it sounds every time he opens his mouth. Uh, Yeah. Look. People that work for the federal government, especially in these roles, in cabinet roles, and, and you know, uh, this is some kid, you know, first job out of college and all that. Mm-hmm. They're, not a, they're not allowed to uh, do these kind of things. By law, by law, they can't accept money. They can't, they can't do, they can't use their position for personal gain. Okay. So, so of, and of course, it, it What's really going on is this inspector general was actually was also investigating Pompeo for an eight billion dollar Saudi arms deal right. that Congress had rejected that they were still going through it and uh, Jared, you know. <laughs> uh, oh yes, I'm I'm just going through. Uh... Oh wait a second, here's the one you mentioned. And I'll have all these up and nice running for Saturday. But here's the one you mentioned. Madam Speaker, what's your reaction to the president saying that he's now taking hydroxychloroquine? Um, He's our president, and I would rather he not be taking something that has not been approved uh, by the scientist, especially in his age group and in his, shall we say, weight group, (laughs) what is morbidly obese, they say. So I I, I think it's not a good idea. She's not wrong. She's not oh, wrong. Oh, no. You and I are morbidly obese. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Uh, so, you know, that's... Uh... <laughs> and, of course, today at one point, I don't have the quote in front of me. I'll have to get it. Somebody asked him about Pelosi, and uh, he says, I haven't got time to think about her. And then within a minute or so, he was, you know, talking about her. That's all he could talk about. You know, he's, look, it's too late to do the 25th Amendment thing. No Republican's going to do it. Vote, people. We need to get out and vote. November 3rd, clear your calendar. Clear Clear everything in your life for that bet. So, I got some. Excuse me, go ahead. I got some good news for you. No. As you know, um, Former astronaut, <clears throat> excuse me. Former astronaut and and husband of uh, oh now what the hell was her name? Mrs. Da, 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 da. Glenn. 
Mrs. Glenn. No, 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 no. That's not who I'm talking about. Oh. Mark oh. Kelly. Mark Kelly, the, oh. the husband of... Um, damn, why can't I think of her name? Gabby uh, Giffords. Gabby Gifford. Yeah. Uh, he's pulling away from uh, Martha McSally. Well, bear in mind, McSally was never elected. Yeah. She was put, she was put in there to take McCain's place. Mm-hmm. So I'm not entirely surprised at that. Good for Mark Kelly. Uh, 13-point lead now. Yeah, we still got a long way to go, but... Uh, yes, we do. But again, I that's a race I'm not concerned about because, again, she has proven herself to be just... I think she's just too much... Look, the people in the fine state of Arizona were used to meet John McCain for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Who, while firmly a Republican, there was no question about it. But he was also a Republican that a Democrat could get comfortable with. And since I came out, I've said I would have voted for McCain if not for, uh, what's her name? Wolfie Mom. Uh, Sarah Palin. Right. That is by begin and end the only reasons I did not vote for him. The only reasons. I liked Obama, but I I was I wanted McCain. I wanted we were coming out of the Bush Bush uh era. Never and, mind your mountains, show me your bush. Bush Bush with a C H. And uh Right. And I just felt he he was the man. But anyway, so here she comes, this uh this hard right uh Trump bootlicker. And I just don't think the people of Arizona, no matter how conservative, and she's shot herself in the foot more times than help than McCain got shot up. Uh yeah. So I'm not surprised. And Mark Kelly, hey, he's a genuine American hero. Both him yes, and his twin, yeah, both him and his twin brother are astronauts. I mean, come mm-hmm. on, come on. That guy's uh, his wife was. Oh, he's. I don't know much. I haven't heard him speak. You know, I don't know where he stands on on various topics and all that. But just just on appearances alone, I think a, he's pretty moderate to tell you the truth. I wouldn't Democrat. be. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh, Arizona doesn't strike me as again because they've got two Republican senators, I believe. I believe. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong about that. Uh, but yeah, no, I think he can pull that off. And we've also got to watch uh, Amy Harris in, uh, in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not Amy Harris. Amy, there's Harrison in South Carolina. I'll have to find but we've got uh, uh, Leningrad and Lindsay and Moscow Mitch's opponents. Uh, right. But, you know, again, as we get closer, as as we get closer here, uh, I'm going to be donating to certain Democrats, you know, contributing. Not a lo- I don't have a lot to give, but uh, I know I, they will also include a letter to the, the current, the incumbent, Republican senators. By the way, just want to let you know, I'm a guy in New York donating 
to Kentucky slash South Carolina to see you guys out. That's uh, uh, you know, and so uh, so when I was looking for Gabby Gifford's name, you mentioned uh, when I mentioned uh, astronaut. I'm uh, just you've obviously heard the news that the widow of uh, former uh, the former astronaut and former senator John Glenn passed away. Yes, she was a hundred. Uh, hundred years old, Annie Glenn. And I didn't realize this, but apparently she was in a care facility here in Minnesota. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I don't know which one they're talking about, but uh, yeah, she was uh, she was right here in the great state of Minnesota. Well, the little bit I read about her, I, I'm not going to claim to know a lot about her because I didn't. Uh Apparently, her and her and uh, John Glenn were married for seventy-three years. That's a long time. Uh, unfortunately, she died of COVID related, and and she was a stutter. That's why she rarely appeared in public, especially when he was. Uh, she was a bad, bad stutter, and you know she she kind of ran with that once she. Uh, Oh, by the way, it's Jamie Harrison in South Carolina and Amy McGrath in Kentucky. For those of you making notes at home, uh, we're not hearing you, John. Should be hearing me. Ah, there you are. There you are. Well, sometimes you don't push the button. You'll be back shortly. (laughs) There you are. There you are. Uh, yeah, you know, she studied, or excuse me, studied, stuttered 85% of the time, according to this. That is, that's worse than me. Yes, Good yes it is. Lord. I was a stutterer as a kid. I uh, I would get hung up on words. Boy, I can remember, I, I'm not doing a bit here either. I would, I would just get we never did anything. It just kind of naturally went away. But boy, oh boy, I can remember, you know, just just couldn't get words out and how frustrating it was. Hey, buddy, buddy, buddy. You know, I don't know. I was about seven, eight years old. and That's kind of young to be stuttering, too. Wow. No, not really. A lot of kids stutter. A lot of kids... It was uh, discovered here by, this was out of the LA Times, that uh, apparently, let me just read this to you as best I can. When Norma McCorvey, the anonymous plaintiff in the landmark Roe vs. Wade case, came out against abortion in 1995, it stunned the world and represented a huge symbolic victory for abortion opponents. Excuse me, Jane Roe had gone to the other side. For the remainder of her life, McCovery, excuse me, McCorvey it is, my bad, McCorvey, worked to overturn, overturn the law that bore her name. Well, going a little bit further down into this story, apparently she didn't really change her mind. She was paid, according to this L.A. Times story. 
Mm, and there's a documentary coming up about it too. Uh, I just saw a, a promo for it tonight. Huh. Uh, I, I I forget which station. Yeah, it's going to be on FX. There you go. Uh huh. It was a deathbed confe- uh, confession. Uh, she um, right. They showed that in the promo dead. or the beginning of it anyway. That's kind of that's kind of sad. Although I don't know how many people actually even paid attention. Paid attention to what? Well, paid attention to what she was saying about the fact that she'd changed her mind and now she's going to the other side and she's, uh, you know, not a pro-abortion or pro or may she, however, she wanted to put it. Hmm. That's the last I'm going to say about it because you're absolutely right. Neither one of us have uteruses. And, That's right. Uh, so we'll just leave that at that. That is that is correct. We, uh, yep, yep. That's uh, I'm. W- the male gender is there for support only when it comes to certain issues, and I firmly believe abortion is one of them. There shouldn't be one man making a decision on abortion legislation. Not one. Right. Tell me totally. Ju- uh, dear Supreme Court. Please let me know when you've had your first period. Then you become eligible. Yep. RBG, you're cool. <laughs> Sotomayor, you're although cool. She, <laughs> although I'm guessing RBG didn't have, hasn't had a period in about well, forty I, years. That's, but that's uh, yeah. I didn't want to. Uh, not was, my business. I, I something. I know tell, you were trying to take the high road, road on that, and I wasn't going to let you do it. Nope, so. nope, nope, nope. You threw the switch on the railroad track, and <laughs> we went off that siding across the bridge where where, you go. where Dick Dashley had uh, dynamite. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Hey, I saw something here from NPR. Oh, uh, I'm going to stop you for a second. The unbridled stupidity comment that I made? Yeah. I got I got three likes on that. <laughs> now we just got to put a hashtag next to it. I Well, yeah, I thought about that, but it's... Uh... Anyway, so, go ahead. I, I apologize. You ought to. <laughs> So, NPR News, and NPR, of course, is Minnesota Public Radio. They're doing something that I I, I say is neat, but only because I um, I can't think of any other word for it. But right now what they are doing is are uh, asking people to either uh, by leaving a recording or leaving a... Uh, or uh, leaving a of uh, uh, a uh, message, written message, or type message, or whatever, describing people that they have in their life, either friends or relatives, loved ones, whatever, uh, who have succumbed to the uh, COVID nineteen. And I think that that's a that's a real, real neat thing that they're doing they're taking and setting aside you know setting aside time to honor those people those poor those people who uh, uh, have passed putting a face on them you know put, 
that's the problem. The big problem with uh, the uh, this everybody keeping score on the number of cases and the number of deaths. We're all keeping score. Well, that's up twenty from yesterday, and uh, yada yada yada. And uh, I think that it's nice that NPR is doing this. Now, I don't know if other radio stations or radio networks are doing this. It wouldn't be a bad thing to do, especially if you have a a talk radio-type format. So, Shame we don't know anybody like that. Yeah, I know. So, And, and actually, that's what uh, I was leading into. So, in our little corner of the interwebs, I'd like to take a moment to invite you. Um, either leave a message on the uh, uh, 754-800 chat uh, number, leave a message there, send us a little uh, text to that same number, send it to us in a tweet to at uh, Taxi Stand Hour. And we will definitely make sure it gets read and we will pay your loved one the proper uh, respect and... Actually, maybe, like I said, just put a face, just put a face to this, uh, this, uh, the tragedy and, and the, the people who have died and God knows there have been enough of them. And I still say to this day, if at any given time you think that 2%, so 2% of the population here in America have died due to coronavirus. A lot of people, hey, that's only 2%. That's not bad. 2%. That's a real, those are real people. That 2% of the population are real people who, and I don't care if they were uh, senior citizens in, in nursing homes or healthy young men and women who just maybe just had something that the virus found and hung on to to uh, take their lives. I don't know, but 2%, like I said, I'd like to see it become more than just a number. I would like to see some tributes to these folks that we have lost in this fight against uh, COVID-19. Tapping out. There have been a number of uh, major newspapers in the past two months and that have printed on Sundays uh, just pages and pages of obituaries. Uh, I think the New York Times a couple, three weeks ago did 18 or 19 pages. The Boston, I want to say it was the Boston Herald, 21, 22 pages. Uh, I'm sure it's been done elsewhere. It's, nobody wants to forget anybody, but then again, we don't know everybody. And you know, look, anybody that we will, we, we have a monthly memorial that plays uh, to Douglas Shifter, the first New York City for hire driver that took his life after Uber, right. after Uber uh, came to town. So we recorded the the letter he left on his Facebook page and we now run that monthly uh, just to to not forget 
If you have somebody you've lost and you'd like us to do that, we would be more than happy to. You write Absolutely. The, you can you can record it yourself and we will we will play it. Uh we'll put it on the website and have it play regularly on the station and and we'll just leave it at that contact us and we'll we'll take care of that. But again, uh those that have lost people to this, we all know. I think the worst part is that people have not been able to be there when their loved ones pass. Oh no. And no funerals and and all that. So, you know, there look, there's <sighs> and I know communities are doing what they have to do. Uh but they just uh, announced here that there is a cold storage uh, facility that's being brought back up again, back online again in St. Paul for people who have not been able, been able to identify, have not been able to make uh, funeral arrangements yet. Sad stuff, man. Sad stuff. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, uh, boy, oh boy. Uh, well, Wow, let's Good uh, Lord, man. I wish I had some better news here. I just wish there everything I'm looking at today, you know. Well you're not looking kind of You're not looking in the right places apparently. I looking for love in all the wrong places. That's my game. Uh let's see, where's that uh let's see, where's that, that one I'm looking for? I just saw a great story and uh Uber's got hat in hand, looking for seven hundred and fifty million dollars. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. <laughs> I I lost track of the story, but uh, uh. <laughs> well, here's another uh, here's another venture into uh, unbridled uh, stupidity. Uh, law enforcement idiot. Uh, excuse me, law enforcement idiots. <laughs> I don't know about that. Law enforcement officials were struck with glass bottles, jars, and bar stools. Oh, great! This happened by a bar, yet no less, huh? Uh, at a Saturday block uh, block party in Deland, Florida, that drew an estimated three thousand people, according to the Volusia. That's how that's pronounced? Volusia County Sheriff's Fal- Office? Volusia County, yes. Okay. The party began as relatively uneventful during the day, but quickly escalated as the crowd turned dangerous. Police came became involved after a rifle was seen pointed out in the open window of a passing vehicle as at crowds uh, as they gathered at a gas station. Deputies began ordering vehicles to move as crowds grew in multiple areas, including a gathering of about 1,500 pedestrians. Well, ladies and gentlemen, your next hot spot here. Uh, there's some unbridled stupidity for you right there, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, Them's my people. Them's my people. By the way, this this just in from our good folks at Translate Trump on the Twitter at Translate Real DT. Fun fact: 
Obama and Trump's combined IQ is the same as Obama's. <laughs> like it. Well, uh, we'll keep I that. like it. We'll, we'll retread that on Saturday. You know, that's, that's right along the lines there. Yeah, yeah, together, me and Babe Ruth hit 714 home runs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. I heard one that you that I heard that you hit one that just about made it to the outer skin of the infield. Are you kidding me? That would have been my biggest blast ever. <laughs> I was not a hitter. Oh, not uh, it. it uh, you know my my. I got a couple of doubles in my very short and un. I, I never really played organized ball uh, when I was a kid, a little bit, but uh, I uh, played softball when I was, you know, 17, 19, 20, 21. But me, me, I'm a, I'm strictly a first base, base baseman. I got no arm. My bat is questionable on a good day. On a good day, my bat is questionable. Uh, and other no, I'm uh, new. No, no, I make I make no bones about me uh, trying to hit a ball. I actually wasn't a bad hitter. Now I've told you that Bill and I played uh, softball together, slow pitch softball together for about uh, five years. Yeah, that's that's and that's what I played, and you know you could long you know, enough for a cup of coffee. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and. I remember the the one thing I, I remember, and it might have been in be, the beginning of the end of my quote unquote uh, uh, softball career, but I took a mighty mighty cut at the ball, and it dribbled out just between home plate and the pitcher <laughs> and the and the uh, rubber pitcher's rubber. But I took off for first base and I beat that out. Jeez, what this happened? Is, were they, this were they is, all laughing? Is that, I, they... that might have been. It might have been. But uh, all three hundred and ten pounds of me went down that line like you wouldn't believe. And um, my uh, after I got to first base, my uh, thigh muscle rolled up on me like a like one of them old fashioned shades. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, oh geez. my God. I, I have I can't remember the last time I felt that much pain. Man. Man. Mm. That, that and they said, "Come on, come come on out, come on out." Well, not not me. I'm the same guy that was playing volleyball in somebody's backyard and blew out my knee and got up and wanted to keep playing. Jeez, good for you. I was I was pitching once, slow pitch softball. I wasn't a pitcher. And a good friend of mine was up at bat, big big guy, Ronnie. Mm-hmm. And and he hit a screaming line drive. And because mm-hmm. of the position I was in on my follow through, mm-hmm. you know, I was I was coming down, I was still coming down on the one foot. But that uh-huh. ball hit me in the hip and literally flipped me. Oh. Literally. Oh. And and the ball died right there, so now I'm still trying I gotta make a play on top of it, which of course, I never did. 
Probably like, didn't happen, I'm assuming. No, 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 no. Boy, boy, did I have a strawberry on my hip, though. Oh, my goodness. My my best play ever, defensively. I was playing first base. We were playing hardball, baseball. And we had a full-size field at the park, uh, full-size baseball, diamond. And so the ball gets hit. It's going down the first baseline. And it's going to be foul, but I'm running after it now. I'm into the outfield, but in fair territory. And there was a big, like, 12-foot fence around around the diamond. Maybe higher than that. Maybe it was 15 feet. Anyway, I caught this ball. I had glanced over my shoulder when I started running. And I put my glove up, and pow, it went right <laughs> And I was a good 30 feet from the bag at that point. I mean, it wasn't going to be a fair ball. And I and I just missed by inches running into one of the big poles holding this fence up. Big aluminum. Oh, it, it, it was a beautiful. I wish I could have seen the play. I really wish I could have seen it. It had to look great. I think it looked great. But best catch I ever made, bar none. Bar none. And... uh I play on the same, yeah. we had, we had a smaller softball field in left field and right field of that diamond. And there were dugouts, but the dugouts on, on that field were just like six foot chain link fences, you know, with a bench behind it. So we're playing softball one night and, uh, I'm playing first base pop up and I got over to the dugout and I was right in the middle of the fence. It was probably 20 foot long. And I reached, I, I timed it just so, and I was tall at that point, but uh, I still mm-hmm. had to go up over the fence, my my underarm on the fence. And I caught Ouch. the ball, and I caught the ball, but I met, I didn't get hurt. I managed to time it all. And again, those are one shot deals. I, uh, my, my sporting career was not. There's very few highlights in it. I just explained all the highlights in my sporting career. Yeah, there you go. My just to finish up my hockey career, I ended my career with exactly two points: one goal, one assist. I, I well, that's a lot better than I ever did at hockey. Uh, did you play? Not never skated. Oh well, in that I've case. played. I I've played some street hockey, played some floor hockey. Okay. Uh, but I've never, uh, never skated. Yeah, we played, we played roller hockey and, uh, I, I, I got on ice once and it was a disaster. I won't even tell that story. I did it to impress a girl, <laughs> did it to impress a girl and she wasn't, uh, <laughs> not, not by, not by any stretch uh, of the imagination was she, she thought, she thought mm. it was sweet, but I still didn't get her back, but. That's oh. there. And, and my roller hockey career was just, uh, it's just no good. I was just no good. <laughs> I can't stick handle. I, uh, I learned very early on, as soon as that puck hits my stick, get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> get rid of it. I use my body as a speed bump. <laughs> I just, one of the silliest things that ever happened. Uh, the NHL had just instituted the third man in rule. This is going back oh, into in the seventy in a fight. Yes. Yeah. So so I'm playing in this Sunday league. The league only had four teams. Uh, 
Uh, this was the one year my, myself and all three of my brothers all played. We were all on different teams. So every week we were all playing each other. But that's really irrelevant. So we're playing one Sunday. I'm out there. And our our goaltender, Kenny, just a great little goaltender. Great little goaltender. But boy, he had a temper. Holy smokes, he had a temper. So he gets in, he starts getting involved in it with somebody on the other team. I skate over and I grab my goalie and I pull him off. I know better than to get involved with the other guy. Mm-hmm. Ref comes over, blows the whistle, and <laughs> tosses me. Gives me the penalty for third man in. I'm like, I, I grab my own guy. <laughs> I'm pulling him away. The uh he wasn't having it, obviously. He was not having it. And just on that league, I'll finish one. One, I may have told this story before. So like I said, four teams in the league, each one of them had a Van S brother on it. So every, <laughs> every game you're playing one of your brothers. Every game. <laughs> so I'm playing my brother Ray's team. Now at the time he was 13 or 14. I definitely had the height and the size over him and all that uh, he they mm. had t- they had talent so anyway we're digging in the corner for the puck it's just him and i and coincidentally we were wearing the same number 29 uh he was on the uh the i was on the red team he was on the yellow team i believe so we're digging for the puck digging for the puck and i am literally beating the crap out of him i'm he's in front of me up against what we called the boards, this giant concrete mm. step. And I am just giving him the business. I am just, you know, wailing on him. I'm, I'm slashing him with my stick and <laughs> I'm doing all sorts of things. <laughs> so the ref blows the whistle. Okay. And I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm beating the living crap out of him back in the day when I still could. He says, all right, 29 Van S, two minutes for roughing, or whatever the penalty was. I I guess it was roughing. So I start to skate off. He says, not you, your brother. (laughs) Freeman went berserk. (laughs) To this day, I still can't. I I not only should have got the penalty, I should have been thrown out of the game for the way I abused him during that. You know, I, I honestly should have, and I think I still think it's hilarious that it happened. But <laughs> figure that was the way to embarrass you for being a part of doing all that. Oh no, in the damn! I didn't say I was embarrassed by it. <laughs> well, was he the was he the one that started the whole uh, no. melee here? No, we oh, were digging. Did, huh? We were digging for the puck. The puck went in right against the board if you will. Mm-hmm. So we're digging for the puck. And as we're digging, I'm just pushing him and elbowing everything I could do. I'm trying to oh, knock okay. his skates out from under him. I treated him like exactly who he was to me at that point, my little brother. Okay. I, I took no mm-hmm. pity, no pity whatsoever. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you one more story about my athletic prowess. We were playing softball on a, uh, actually at the same place we played hockey. So it's mm-hmm. a- asphalt. 
and my brother mm-hmm. Mike and I were on different teams. It was just a pickup game. And I was catching. So ball gets hit. My brother Mike comes running around. He's he's coming around third base. I'm waiting for the ball. The ball gets to me. When the ball gets to me, I, I can to this day I can still remember looking down that third baseline and seeing the steam coming out of his ears and I locked eyes with him. He wasn't stopping and I wasn't moving. <laughs> the uh what is it what is it? The uh the unstoppable the immovable object met the unstoppable force. Well he came in. He came in just chugging along. And I I positioned myself and mind you, we're not wearing equipment. This is just, you know, pick up softball. I got no equipment or anything on. I got the ball. I tried to do my best to protect the ball. And he comes in and bang. Next thing I know, I open my eyes. We're both lying on the ground. To this day, I don't remember if he was out safe or I knocked. I have a feeling he was out. Maybe not uh not in the softball sense, but I have a feeling both of you were out. <laughs> oh man, it just not. I I don't think I played the rest of the game. I was like, holy crap, that was uh, that was a little much for me. Holy smokes, that was. Uh, but there, there you go. That's Uncle Ed's athletic career. That's your that's your athletic career. Well, in playing softball, the one thing that I enjoyed doing about playing softball is even though I never had any height to me, that 310 pounds for some reason sent people playing me deep, especially especially to uh, right field. Right. Well, are you a lefty batter? or I'm a left-handed batter, yeah. Okay. And so I'd get up there and I'd maybe take one healthy cut if I, and I usually didn't make connection with it. So then I just basically would dump one between the infield and the outfield. That's I had more that's more base best. hits that way than my goal. My goal was always to put one just over second base. Boop! Let it drop uh-huh. in. Let it. I would take singles all day long if I could get them. Just just drop yeah. it. Keep it in the air just high enough to get over the uh, uh, over the infield's heads. And, uh, you know, it didn't always work that way, obviously, but yeah, because, because I wasn't, wasn't that good and always didn't, didn't always get my pitch, but you know, oh, any, but any, still. anything outside of slow pitch softball. And I was, do you ever play uh, windmill softball? No, I don't believe I've even heard of it. That's where their arm, the pitcher's arm does goes like a windmill. It is fast, and it's a. If you ever watch college, oh. college softball or Olympic oh. softball, that's windmill. Oh, it's oh, I've of, never heard it called that. I've, yeah. I've just thought of that as, you know, that's how the collegiate, uh, how right. the ladies in the collegiate ranks. That's what how they play it. Right. Oh. Man. Well, I, 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 I get a feeling here that uh, Mister Thoroughgood would like us to shut the hell up and I, wrap this thing up. It would appear so. I guess. So, in that case, uh, it's been fun. We'll see you again tomorrow. Or we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Whatever. But uh, from the Radio TFI executive, excuse me, from Mr. Red Van Ness in the the executive uh, tower, I'm John Shannon, and I got the money. 
Hey, buddy, 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 that's all, folks. <laughs>